Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Amanda, and again, I'm joined by special repeat guest host, Steve. Welcome back for the third time, Steve. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Yo, back again. Boy. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's get it. Excellent. So just a quick note before we get started, this is part three of the best PC games of all time. If you've missed the first two parts, please go back and watch those. They're only quick bite-sized 20 to 30 minute episodes, so you can quickly get caught up. If you like these shorter episodes, please let us know in the comments below because we are trying out a new format. But we've got a lot of games to cover because we're going to be doing the final 10 honorable mentions from Steve's mega list and also my tiny list of PC games I recommend that you play. So the first one, uh, and are these in any particular order, Steve, or just whatever? No order. No order. This. So we've done no. the absolute best ones of all time. We've done like cool ones that you should absolutely play, and this is just like sick games that you should know about if you don't. This is just good ones. Double thumbs up on these ones. That's it. Double thumbs up. No order. That's perfect. Okay, so kicking off right on the bat, we've got um, Metal Gear Solid 5. Phantom Pain. The man who sold the world. This game right here. Like, Metal Gear Solid has taken such a turn. This game's been on a goddamn journey from day one. And now the journey is over. In a lot of people's opinion, with Metal Gear Solid 5, Kojima is off the staff. Hideo Kojima sacked from Konami, unjustly so. But you know what? He he made it so you can command the horse to shit in Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> and that is all we need. That is all you need. It is an open world type game. Um, you you take these missions. Each mission has a certain way that it's done, much in the vein of a uh, Hitman. If anyone's played any Hitman games, Metal Gear Solid plays a lot the same kind of thing like that. Um, typical Hideo Kojima vibe. It's weird. A lot of weird stuff going on. Hideo! W- weird stuff. But uh, essentially, same sort of stealth gameplay, although you can approach each mission in any single way. You can go super loud, take a bunch of big loud guns with you. You can go super stealth and play a traditional Metal Gear Solid Snake's back, but he's got a huge rock in his head for whatever reason. Like, this game, wacky. It's so wacky, even for Metal Gear Solid standards, and that's what makes it good. Like, that's what makes it stand out. It is such an open, and the way you can approach the missions is so, like, uh, like, all down to you and your choice. It's great. Great this isn't this isn't the one where you can like attach balloons to cows and then put dynamite on their butt, right? That's yeah, yeah. not the right one. Yeah, you attach the balloons and they go back to your base and you get points for it. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> great that's so funny i love it okay so that is number 21 number 22 uh because we do have tons to go through in this episode we've got undertale a cute little 2d rpg 
ooh, cute little 2D RPG that every goddamn PZ gamer knows about. Every goddamn user on Reddit and Tumblr knows about Undertale, let me tell you. This is one of the most popular games of all time. Undertale is a classic overnight. Uh, you got your boy Toby Fox coming in, single developer of Undertale. Um, it really is 2D QT RPG where you can take different paths throughout the game. The, the game's tutorial opens up with a nice lady. Literally, she, her name is Toriel because she's the tutorial. And the first ah, enemy you fight... Hilarious. Yeah, the first enemy you fight, she says, well, sometimes you can fight, but other times you might want to just strike up a friendly conversation. And that's an option. You can you <laughs> just talk just talk to the monster each time. And it's a little bit of a puzzle game. Um, very much inspired by Earthbound. It's got a lot of Earthbound vibes going on. Great soundtrack, though. Cool characters. It's really funny and really wholesome. It's got a great story. Um, Undertale's really good. It's got it's got something for everyone. I, you should play it if you haven't. Undertale's great. Great I, one. I don't I don't know if I have. It sounds familiar now that you mention yeah. it. Um, you should give it a go, you know, because it, it is good. Easy to control. It's literally just four buttons to move around, and that's it. That's right. all you do. Move around. I love easy-to-control games. <laughs> it, All right, it is, so Undertale. It is easy. It's a bit of a troll game, too. It's got some troll elements like, oh, funny joke, you play on the player, you know. It's good. Not, yeah. not, not your average RPG. Okay. The next one is also not your average RPG because I looked oh, at the box yeah. art and the animation for Helix 2. It looks insane. Oh, Helix 2. apparently a clay animation yes. style game. What a game this is. So, oh, Lord. Um, Hylix 2, how do you describe this? So it's all clay. It's all claymation. Um, the whole game is made of clay. Uh, all by this one guy. It's two, two people, I believe, that developed this one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's Mason Lindroth and uh, good old Chuck Salamone on the music. But um, it is a goddamn trip. Like, how do you describe Hylix? So it it's a turn-based RPG. It's yeah, it like is. Neon colors and everything. It looks yeah. absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it is. It is a turn-based RPG. Um, the story is indescribable because, uh, and okay, so to pull a quote from Hylix, uh, let's see. To pull some of the dialogue from this game, uh, let's see. So one quote from this game. Let's have a look. Absolutely makes no sense. Uh, Fantastic, yeah. The Paroma bleb on the horizon is squeaking. I hark to the un in inexorable worlds. Like the words are just AI generated. There's the dialogue is impossible. Paroma bleb is actually my favorite move, to be honest with you, next to cold burrito. <laughs> but um like oh, wow, okay. It, there's a move called like, cold burrito. There's a move called yeah, cold burrito. You can throw the burrito. Um Here's oh a great quote. That, Care that, to that. bathe in the terrestrial juice with me, Valentine? Like, what's going on? <laughs> with, with the, what, what's happening? What is the story to Hylix? I, nobody knows. But you know what? <laughs> if you like turn-based RPGs, if you like hard games, play Hylix. Um, it, the soundtrack is like, it can only be described as like, it's Pink Floyd the game. Like, <laughs> Pink Floyd it. the video game. I love Pink Floyd. I love Pink Floyd. Very stylish, all clay, like really, really stylish game. That is to be cool, honest, yeah. if you want to, yeah, if you want to have a trip, super trippy game, like weird man, <laughs> but great, <laughs> great one. 
Excellent. Okay. Well, that's one I've definitely never heard of. So I'm sure some of the people watching this podcast will have never played it before. So that's a great option. Uh, number 24. Now, most people will have played at least one of the games from the Bioshock series. Excellent oh, yeah. action RPG game series. There are many. My favorite one is probably the original Bioshock because Would You Kindly just sort of echoes through my brain from time to time. But I do like them all. Um, but for me, I think the very first one was the yeah, most man. impactful. For you, which one would you pick? Oh, Bioshock, man. It's a really difficult choice. Like, I feel like Infinite is so... The, the most recent entry in the series, the one that takes place in the sky, so different to the first two. Like, really just unexpected and out there. But I feel like Infinite a little bit falls short in that you fight the same dude over and over again too much. Essentially, Bioshock, it's got this weird, trippy story, like future past type vibe. Um, a guy ha- And a guy has an American dream about getting away from communists so hard that he builds a city underwater. The first one takes place in a subterranean city. Uh, subterranean, sorry. Mm. Um, I don't know what the word for under the ocean is. But it's all underwater, like New York City. Um, really, really cool story, like stylish game. It's a first-person shooter. Mm. Uh, you get these weird powers. Yeah. You drink. You, you have these weird drinks that make you shoot lightning and like shoot birds out of your hand. Like weird, wacky game. But um, cool story as well. Nice, nice twists and turns all throughout. Um, you got these big robo dudes in diver suits with drills on their hands on the front cover that chase your ass down. You better be scared of them. And then the second game you play as one of them. What? Um, it's got to be the second one. I, I like playing as the huge dude. You know, yeah. Right. It, it was good. Second one was really good. First one, okay. classic. Second one. The yeah. second one had such an underrated multiplayer too. Let me tell you, like Dead Space 2 had an underrated multiplayer in the same vein as yeah. Bioshock 2. Like so unexpected for a game to have such a refined and like... I don't think I ever played the multiplayer. Oh my God. It's like, it's a whole, it's a whole new game on its own. Like you play oh. as the splicers, as the enemies in the game, the regular dudes. Oh, fine. And then it, if you build up so much points and like get so many kills and like do, do enough stuff, you play as the big daddy, but like a proper one and stomp around and blast a few, like you blast them big, like you're invincible for that little short period. But Oh my God. Yeah. Like Bioshock two every day. Yeah. Great story. Great style. Um, Great visuals. So it's, it's not too dissimilar from the next one on your list though, because they're both like, um, more apocalyptic environments. Uh, Number 25 is Fallout New Vegas. Now, I'm a Fallout 3 girl till I die, uh, but I love the series. Even some of these songs were in my wedding (laughs) to my first husband. So it's it's a great franchise. Why have you included New Vegas specifically on this list? So uh, Fallout 3 is the one I would put here if New Vegas just wasn't superior in every way. Like, a lot of people say that New Vegas is is super good, best one in the series they've ever come out with. i got to agree. Like, it's got the most style. It's got the better story. Um, the story between the uh, the Legionnaires and, um, God, the NCR uh, is so much more engaging than Fallout 3's Find Your Dad and then Fallout 4, Find Your Dad <laughs> again. Like, all right. It's just not that interesting compared to like this political conflict that's over that's that's rose 
um, across the the you know the Mojave. Um, the music's there, like you say, it's all like classical mm. tracks. You know, it's supposed to make you feel like the the music you're listening to isn't at all. It's like in in that time space age, right? It's like weird and futuristic, um, or like you know, music's a thing of the past, but it's, it's such a wild thing that you couldn't imagine hearing something like that now. So they play all these old tracks, you know, Elvis and that. Um, but, oh man, like new Vegas just has the better story and interactions. If you ask me, the charisma stuff is way better. Um, it not, I don't want to put forward like huge spoilers, but there's more endings. I feel to new Vegas. Uh, there's more ways the story can resolve. Right. There's, there's more nuance to it as well. Like if one character is missing, so for instance, like someone could die. There's not as many key NPCs. If someone dies at the right, right. time, it can it can drastically change the outcome um, to a regular Ooh. ending. Like a part of the dialogue won't play. It, like details like that are what makes New Vegas fantastic. The, okay. the charisma option to defeat the Legion and send them home is like it's a great piece of writing. <laughs> it's fantastic. Amazing. The writing's better. I don't remember what indica- ending I got, and I wouldn't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, yeah. But, uh, it's more indicative yeah, of it, it was Fallout good. 1 and 2. Yeah. I just, um, if I remember correctly, I just started to get really obnoxious with the base building stuff. Like, like yeah, it's because couldn't it, you like like um reinforce your like ha- your home base and sh- I believe I went mental doing that. Like <laughs> I think you're talking about Fallout Four. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm not okay, sure you could do Fallout that. In Fallout Four, yeah, 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 Fallout Four. Yeah. I went crazy yeah, with Fallout that too. 4, I, I went insane. <laughs> mm, same. Um, okay. Um, Fallout Four, excellent. Uh, also, st- keeping with the me- hashtag MechBoys, if I'm remembering the game correctly, uh, 26 is Metro 2033. It's an FPS, and isn't the main character also wearing like a mech suit, like what the the Silver Brotherhood or whatever they? Um, use? Kind of, yeah. It's a uh, it's Russian Fallout. It's um, big nuclear war vibes. Uh, after the war, there, there's strange creatures that have spawned from the, the wasteland of radiation above. And essentially, uh, society is relegated to this metro underneath, uh, underneath Moscow. It is a really, like, it's got such a good story. This, this game right here, like, the shooting's good, feels good, um, and there's some, like, wacky encounters. A bit of a horror game. It's quite scary in parts. Um, it's oh, wow. indicative of it. It's it's a bit like influential of the game after this one coming up on the list, but um, in in a lot of ways. But it's it's got a great story. It's really scary. A um, lot of details. It's one of those like detail games. You can walk around and look at every corner, and there's something to look at. Um, he plays this this hero dude that's fighting against these you know these people that are looking to rise up and collapse whatever is left of society underground. You fight against like monsters, right. cannibals. There's all sorts of stuff, horrible stuff out in the wasteland. Wild, but um, it's a, it's great. Wild. Metro though, the the new game yeah, is great too. I, Metro I Exodus. Love a apocalyptic RPG. I think that it's one of the most fun genres that's that's mm. possible. Um, but you said that it influenced the next one on the list, which is number twenty-seven, yes. Stalker: Shadow of Chernobyl, a survival horror game. Stalker though, so like. It's probably the other way around. I'm, I've got to be honest. Stalker influenced Metro. Um, Stalker is exactly the same game. 
it is it is f- nuclear fallout. Apocalypse has happened. Nuclear winter. Nuclear war. Civilization has collapsed. And you live in the irradiated zone of Chernobyl. Um, it is more sci-fi. There's more fantasy sci-fi elements going on in this one in terms of the anomalies or something to uh, tackle with. Something like with Fallout, you have the monsters like the mutants, for example, the super mutants. Um, you've got like the weird bugs and the mole rats and stuff. So same sort of thing yeah. with Stalker. Um, you have these, uh, these the creatures in Stalker, it's not just you run up and shoot them. It's way more horror survival. You've got to conserve your stuff. If you spend all your stuff and you're walking around in the wasteland, you're done for. Like, there's only a finite amount of stuff out there for you to get. And the monsters are just half of the challenge because you have the anomalies too. Some of them are invisible forces of energy that you'll walk across and your Geiger counter will will just turn off. Like, it just turns off in the middle of being irradiated. Like, am I in the irradiated zone or not? Like, there's a lot of subtle effects that will mess you up. You'll see hallucinations and stuff. You'll see monsters that will just disappear. They'll, they'll run around a corner and disappear. Like, what's going on? The game will have you no, guessing at every turn. Um, it is it that. is so good. There's a there's a really mind blowing like dungeon that you go into that is super scary. I turned the game off when I got to the every. If you played Stalker, you know the bit I'm talking about with the crates flying around. Yeah. No way. No. Way. There's ghosts in it. Like weird like anomaly ghost. It's so good. Stalker. What a great game, man. Um, Oh, wow. And we got a bunch of new games of Stalker. A bunch of remakes have come out. Um, oh. I cannot remember what they are called, but it's a bunch of fan projects. I believe they're free on Steam. Um, oh, no. Total fan projects from the ground up, yeah, because Stalker never got a sequel. So the fans have made some, oh. essentially. Oh, yeah. that's good. I like that. Yeah. Great um, okay, well, the next one on the list, I have only managed to survive playing five minutes of this game, Ooh. as we mentioned several times. And this is number 28, Alien Isolation, horror yeah. game. My partner's obsessed with it, thinks it's great. I found it oh, too scary to yes. even continue. Too scary I can see why it's right. on here. But why, why PC over console? Because it plays pretty competently on console. Um, so there's some pretty wild mods for Alien Isolation on PC. One of them, um, believe it or not, is an improvement to the AI. The AI already, like how the alien responds when you're in the parts, uh, it's obviously, it's, it follows um, the tradition of the films. You play as a, a lady that has to survive all throughout. It's very similar in the vein of Ripley, how she's all alone. She has to survive throughout Aliens and Aliens Resurrection and, and all that sort of stuff. Alien and then Alien Resurrection. Aliens, sorry. Um but you play as a lady, she's all alone, you got to survive on the space station, and at some point, the, as the game title would imply, the alien comes and chases after you. And it's a, it's a hide-from-the-monster game. You don't get to really fight the monster, you get your flamethrower to make it yeah. run away, but you don't ever fight it or kill it outright. And the AI is so clever, that like, it's really, really smart. It'll remember where you've gone before, it'll, it'll hear sounds you make, like, it's great. There is a mod to improve the AI and make it even more unscrupulous. Like to to have it make noises in places to make you turn around so it can run up behind you. Like it, it ah. the the mod to improve the AI is one of the greatest bits of like PC engineering I've ever seen in my life on a video game. You've got it, you've got oh, to wow. play it. If you want to be scared oh, wow. out of your wits, oh, wow. you've got to play the early isolation, <laughs> better AI mod. Oh no, my god. I will pass. I'm too scared. <laughs> All right. Now yeah. um, we do 
have quite a few to get to, but we yes. these are just the last two on your list. So yes. the next one is number 29, Everhood. It's an RPG. Everhood. Tell us about this game. Everhood. So it's kind of an RPG, kind of a rhythm game. Um, it's very much inspired by Undertale. The first thing anyone's going to say about Everhood is, oh my god, it's Undertale. Because it uses the same font, it's got the same kind of character tropes and mechanics going on. But one key difference is how the game plays. This game is, like, so unheard of, nobody's fucking heard of Everhood. Like, everyone I've spoken to is like, but what game is that? Everhood, what is that? Like, what are you talking about? Everhood, like, it's £10 on Steam. Absolutely give it a try if if you you want to. You play as a cute little dude. It's got a cool story. The the value in this game is in the music and in the, in the gameplay. I've never played a game quite like Everhood before. So unique. It's a rhythm game, but the monsters do the rhythm. Like the the battles you have is is a sort of you've got five lanes, a bit like um amplitude, if everyone anyone's heard of that game before. That's a rhythm game I quite like. Uh but yeah, five lanes you swap between, and the monsters will move and do a rhythm with a song and shoot little things down the lanes, and you have to move and dodge them, and you can jump over them or move out the way. That's all you do. You just jump and move. That's it. It's two buttons. But the visuals, the music, this game knocks your socks off. It is so unexpected, the direction it goes. Like, Everhood's a trip. Play Everhood if you haven't. It is like $10. It's nothing. Oh, wow. It, like, only a handful of developers here. Unheard of game. Deserves way more love. It is not just an Undertale clone. It is its own thing. It's like someone wrote a mu- an album and then needed a game to go with that album. So right. Everhood I'm is great. <laughs> Everhood's Very great. Cute. It is really, really Love good. It. Knockout soundtrack. Okay. Um, and then the last one on your list is one that you talk about regularly. Is this Ooh, the one with the cute yeah. boys with the big eyes? Oh, yes. Kena Bridge Spirits again. Two weeks in oh. a row, we've managed to talk about Kena Bridge of Spirits. Yes. <laughs> it's an active adventure with the little boys with the big back eyes. <laughs> I still haven't beat this game. Uh, it is still serving me content weeks now. It has been weeks I've been playing Kena. This game never ends. Like it constantly throws stuff at you. There's constantly stuff to discover. You play as a lady that runs on through this little woods. Uh, Indonesia, Asian vibes going on. I don't want to say Japanese because there's a lot of gamelan music used in it, which is indicative of Indonesian culture. So there's a lot of different kind of influences going on, but essentially it's Pixar game. Um, it's like Pixar graphics, the way it looks. It's all yeah. smooth and cell shaded. Very cute. Um, yeah. Very cute. It, it, it is all about a game where things move on and pass away, and that's okay. It's all good. Like and you, you essentially play as what's called a spirit guide that helps spirits move on and l- let go of their contempt and pass on with dignity and with respect. Such a cool concept for a game. Oh, it nice. is really sick. It and you have the little rot boys to help you do that. It is okay for things to rot and die off because hey, new things can spring from that. Great story and vibe. It will kick your goddamn ass. It is so fucking hard. Let me tell you, this game pulls no punches. It pretends to be this cute game. Now that I've said all that, abandon it and expect to play Dark Souls because you dodge, you parry, you control third person exactly the same way. You, there's like, at the, at the point of the game I'm at, there, there was like one way to fight a monster. Now there's like 12. No joke. Like oh, you're wow. overwhelmed oh. with options. 
in how you play the game and how you have to tackle some of the enemies. You have to use certain moves on certain ones and it will throw like five different types of enemies at you. Boom, here's a new type of enemy you've never seen before. Good luck. Like randomly in a level. So good. Kina though. Unheard of. Again, nobody's fucking heard of Kina and they should. Yeah. It looks fun, though. Like, I really like the art style. I think it's very cute. Okay, well, listen, that was a hell of a big old list. Um, I'll just list off what they were one more time for everyone. So this is part three. So this makes 30 plus games because some of them have multiple titles within them. So uh, number 21, Metal Gear Solid V, The Pant of Pain. 22, Undertale. 23, Hylix 2. 24, Bioshock. Take your fucking pick. Number 25, Fallout New Vegas. Number 26, Metro 2033. 27, Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. More of the same. Number 28, Alien Isolation. Number 29, Everhood. And number 30, Kena Bridge of Spirits with your little rot boys. Rot boys. We love to see it. So before yeah. we close off part three, I'll just rattle off my little tiny list. Uh, I'm not a PC player by any means, but these are games that I have played on PC that I really, really personally enjoyed. Um, the first one is, of course, City of Heroes stroke City of Villains. It's an MMORPG. It's a comic stroke cartoon character based game. Uh, good versus evil, the whole deal, everything you expect from an MMO, but better. Um, it doesn't, it's a defunct by the publisher however the fans have like resurrected the servers and you can still play the game um now through the fan resurrected servers if you'd like number two is world of warcraft me and steve share that one in comment number three for me is a game from the 90s it also had a tv show called where in the world is carmen san diego it was an educational game (laughs) it's an educational game with a very catchy theme tune that um you know when i was very very young this would have been the 90s so i would have been uh between eight and ten years old and uh i was playing this on an old apple too so you know, mm. this was one of my first uh, introductions to gaming, along with number four on my list, Oregon Trail. Everyone Oregon gets cholera Trail. and dies. It's, it's the best. And if you can't find it on PC now, you can. They have more mobile ports and things like that. Just play yeah. the game. It's fun. It's a bit of honorable, like classic. Can I just say adventure. honorable mention to Oregon Trail, a parody game in the same vein as Oregon Trail, but like with way more mechanics. Our organ trail is really good. Organ trail. Okay. That's yeah. cool. And then the last one, it's a surprising hit. It's not the best game in the world, but Matrix, the MMO. Is um, MMO the Matrix? Is, yeah, there was. It's defunct now. Um, I'm sure oh. someone has resurrected a server somewhere, though, because that tends to be how these things go. Um, but it was... It was revolutionary for its interactive social emojis and like um, emotes that you could do. It had a very strong, um, like fun club component. And I don't remember much about the missions. It was very much like any Matrix game you've probably ever played. Uh, But the clothing and character design was absolutely incredible if you wanted to live your matrix fantasy like this was the game for doing it and i just remember having such a great time playing it so if you can ever access a server and log into matrix mmo i highly recommend it cool 
It is pretty cool. It's very cool. They had like a they had a cake emoji and everything that did exactly what you imagined that it would do. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, looks looks detailed as hell. Yeah, it was really good for the time, you know, obviously graphics being what they are. But I'm very satisfied with our mega compilation of the best PC games of all time. And I'm happy to wrap up here this um, part three trilogy of it. the Retro Rebel Gamecast. It's over. Thanks so much, Steve, for coming back and doing a third part to talk about the games that you really like on the PC. All the notes from this episode will be posted on templeofgeek.com. If you want to add to the discussion, reach out with questions, sound off in the comments, or you can email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com and let us know what you think about this shorter condensed format if you like what you hear head over to wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so that you can catch up on the prior episodes in case you missed those um and go ahead and rate us because that really helps our show and so the next time we will see you later see you later